Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and thank you for listening to Roadshow, a transport topics podcast that brings you insights from the major industry events that are helping shape the future of trucking. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to Transport Topics, where you can receive exclusive access to our top 100 lists, quarterly magazines, and other news surrounding the trucking industry. To subscribe, visit ttn.ws forward slash TT subscribe. You can also text TT subscribe to 571-622-0001 to become an official member of Transport Topics. That's 571-622-0001. In this episode, we're taking you to Orlando for the ATA's Technology and Maintenance Council annual meeting last February. While at the conference, I had a chance to speak with Brian Antonellis from Fleet Advantage, who was kind enough to stop by our booth during the conference. In our conversation, we talked about what fleets are doing in terms of the retention of auto technicians and where those pain points lie. Let's take a listen. We have a very special guest with us today to talk about the technician retention problem that, we, that, that still seems to be lingering. Um, as for our guest, we have Senior Vice President of Fleet Operations, for Fleet Advantage, Brian Antonellis. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, good morning, thank you. All right, you know, as I was just mentioning, the the problem of the technician you know, shortage or re- retention problem, however you want to phrase it, as the years go by, it still, it still lingers. It, it actually kind of grows bigger. From where you're standing, I mean, you're in the business of making sure fleets are uh, operating effectively and efficiently. Yep, that's you correct. Know, yeah, so, so, so from, from, from that particular data, you know, where do you see those pain points when it comes to uh, technician retention? Because uh, you know, you're, you're kind of at that particular point where, you know, um, where you know, technicians you know, may be frustrated for a certain variety of, of reasons. But um, overall, before we kind of get down and nail it, um, where do you see those pain points at? Sure. Well, I think every fleet is struggling to have enough technicians. But you, you hit on it when you first said it. It's really a retention problem. There's a churn in the industry right now. If you think back 10 or 15 years ago, technicians focused on how much they made per hour, right? And it was a job where while there was training that was required, they knew their tasks, they knew what they had to do, and they could become proficient and be proficient for a long time. What have we seen? We've seen technicians that realize they're in demand, right? They're looking for more of a total compensation package. They're looking to be appreciated. They're looking that um, whether it's the fleet or the... um, third-party service, right, that they value them, um, they understand what they do and how important it is, right? So while, yes, there is a total number of technician shortage, the churn is what really affects it. Many fleets um, will acknowledge that it takes about a year to get a technician fully trained up. They may be operating between 75 and 85 percent efficient in that time. So as we see technicians jump from job to job, they're working at a lower efficiency rate because of that because of that churn, right? So 
there are some fleets that have sort of figured out how to manage it, right? So they sell them on a total compensation training and career path. They, they allow them to understand that, that you know, they might want to do something else other than a technician, right? They may want to move in and they want, want to manage a parts department or they want to be part of leadership. And whether it's the fleet or a third party maintenance that acknowledges that, sets up a career path like we all want, right? We want to know what the next step is. We don't want to think this is all we're going to do. For some technicians, they want to stay a technician, but you need to focus on training and giving them the tools to be the best technician they can be and to really be, allow them to move through different parts of the equipment that um, you know, get them excited. Okay. Just wanted to talk about, you know, you said that, that year transition period for, for particular techs um, to, to get uh, inundated with uh, you know, the, the work environment, basically. What are some of the things, you know, I, I kind of see this as like an enthusiasm gap. You know, it's just sort of in the sense of, you know, the, the, the new tech comes into that job or, or the, you know, the, the experienced tech, you know, goes into that new environment. I mean, what are some of the things in that year process that, that Complete can do to maybe better, to make the transition more smoothly? Sure. So you think about when you're making that transition, it seems easy. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to work on a trailer and tractor here. I'm going to move to a new place and work on a trailer and tractor. But what if you've always worked on a, a Volvo your whole life? Right. And now you go into a shop where they majority run Peterbilt, right? So you can do one of two things. You can wait until they naturally acquire that experience, going through challenges and maybe working with their peers. But the successful fleets, they go right and they, they train them from the start. They understand that there's a difference, right? Want to make sure they understand um, you know, how to pull the data from the truck, what the software looks like, as many times the first thing they do is hook up a laptop, right? So, you know, the successful fleets are starting off with, we know this is different, let us train you on it. And then they're pair pairing them up with people that have been on that equipment for a long time. So that way it brings you in, you're more comfortable. You feel like you can achieve the goals that are being set forth. Technicians are prideful people, you know? They wanna go in and they wanna be the best in the shop. They wanna do a great job. They get frustrated and they think about leaving, when they have challenges, they don't believe that they can overcome them themselves. So understanding that and setting them up for success when they start is crucial. So we see mentorship from other technicians being very important. We see understanding that equipment is different by OEM and we need to train on that. And then really being clear with the goals, sitting down and talking to them about why we track a certain KPI, why it's important to the fleet, even more important than just saying, hey, we track your efficiency or how many hours you're productive versus non-productive, right? You need to tell them the why. Hey, our customers require trucks to run, you know, from 2 a.m. to 11 p.m., right? We know we have to do X number of services. That's why we're tracking this metric. And have them be part of the solution. And when they feel like they're part of it, they tend to stay. Okay, that, that's a good point that you've made. You know, I, um, I attended a, a study group um, earlier in the uh, in, in the annual meeting about uh, hiring uh, you know, military personnel, and the the one thing that was hammered home about that was that number one, uh, your fleets have to work uh, on the local level to get those particular military personnel to you know join that fold, and and especially when it comes to the, the, the former military who are already technicians to you know teach those technicians. I mean, those that want to be technicians that are in the military to, to come forth. And you were just mentioning that, that uh, mentorship. And I know you said that it's not, I mean, it's, it's mainly a retention problem. But uh, could, you know, some of that, you know, sh you know uh, the shortage problem that we have now, I mean, could some of that be assaged by 
looking in places like in the military or maybe you know other communities that may not be aware of you know what a career an oil technician I mean oil technology you know entails I mean, I mean would that solve the problem it, it itself because it seems you know, like I said before it seems to be lingering more and more a absolutely I'll touch on the military one first I had the privilege in a in our future uh, role that I had to be the advocate that tried to bridge into recruiting um, military in. And it really was when we go back, what were the key aspects they loved about the military? That mentorship, that partnership, everybody was gonna help everyone else to make sure there was success of the team, right? And I think those translate, whether you're recruiting from the military or recruiting, you know, they wanna feel like they're part of the solution, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you can have great success, but you got to acknowledge what drives those people. You have to think about how they want to be welcomed into the organization. Um, but the military has been a great solve. They're they're the they're the best we have in the country. And if you're privileged enough to get them into your fleet, then um, I think uh, you should do everything you can to acclimate. They've proven that they have dedication, timeliness, all the core values that you're looking for. And um, but you, you need to understand what they need. Okay. You know, one more question, Brian, before I, you, know, you, you get out of here. I know you're a busy guy. Um, one of the things that we've seen w with the retention problem is, is also the, the work environment where, you know, there, there are some fleets that have, you know, you know, great operations. They treat their techs, you know, you know, fairly. And then there's others that, you know, kind of cut corners, you know, I mean, and, you know, being that fleet advantage, I, I think you've probably seen the best and the worst of that. Um, you know, what, what can fleets do in their environment to, to uh, keep technicians where they see problems of, of, of uh, you know, high rollover rate? Well, you know, a lot of the feedback that I'll give our partners is you should treat technicians the way you expect them to act, right? You want them to be professional. You want them to be efficient. You want them to be timely, right? You should treat them as such. You know, th there's this day where there was this set of rules and regulations for the office staff and then there was a set of rules and regulations for the technicians that can't exist today right um you know we, they can't be looked at as simply uh, i've bought you for this hour you got to do this no you got to incentivize them to the same goals you need to explain the goals right and if you ask them to work in a messy environment and you don't provide them with uniforms and you don't think about how they're going to wash their hands and where they're going to keep their lunch and where they're going to sit down you're not going to keep them very long Right? So you treat them uh, well, and you make sure that um, you know, those core things that we all look for every day. Is there a place to put your lunch? Is there clean clothes to put on? Right? Are they going to invest in the tools that make my job easier? We're here at TMC. You can go up and down the aisles, and every day there's great innovation in what's going on in this industry. Right? And they want to know that you want to be part of that. You want them in your, that shop to grow with it. And I think they get excited about it. And when you treat them right, they will perform um, in kind. Yeah, it's just the, down to the small things, I guess. Absolutely. All right. We've been speaking with Brian Antonellis, Senior Vice President of Fleet Operations for Fleet Advantage. Brian, it's been a pleasure having you on once again. Hey, thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics. As you've heard during the podcast, as well as road signs throughout the year, 
we've given plenty of time toward the problems of recruitment and retention, whether it's the driver or, in this case, the fleet technician. It's an issue that continues to linger and grow. In our conversation with Brian Antonellis, we learned about the year-long process, the average time, of just getting the newly hired technician up to speed. And obviously, in that period of time, anything can happen. No matter the fleet's best intentions, that tech may feel uninspired or feel they lack the resources to do their job properly. However, Antonellis noted that fleets are beginning to realize the mindset of the profession, which has been viewed as an hourly wage proficiency-based job to now a career where the technician is provided a total compensation package with a sense of appreciation and value. Also, the fleets who view those hires as a value added through training can have a leg up on the competitors who don't. Keeping the technician can be a laborious process, but in the long run, it's well worth the investment and time. If you enjoyed this episode of Roadshow, feel free to reach out to the Road Signs team on Twitter at TT Road Signs or reach me at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Also, let us know how we're doing by texting TT Survey to 571-622-0001. Roadshow will be back soon to share more insights from future industry trade shows. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.